Hey, Hope City, it's Pastor Ken, and today we're going to take 25 minutes or so and reflect and pray together throughout this podcast. Uh, Before we begin, you're going to need a Bible, you're going to need a pen and some paper nearby, so you can just hit pause on this, go grab those, and come on back. Over the past few days, we've taken some time to pray for our church, for our kids, uh, for people that don't know the Lord, for our global workers, and that has all really been good and it's been great for our hearts. Today, we're going to turn our attention inward and take an audit of our own lives and our own relationship with Jesus. And that can be a really tough thing to do. You know, you know that feeling when you open your bank account to check where things are at after all this Christmas spending and those bills and kind of that feeling? Uh, this exercise might feel a bit like that. It can be daunting to sit with the Lord and in transparency, you know, open yourself to Him. Uh, but I can't really imagine a more important thing to do for a spiritual health check for ourselves. Uh, David, in Psalm 139, he says this. He says, Search me, God, and know my heart. Test me and know my anxious thoughts. So to start, we're going we're gonna to do that. We're going to allow God to search our hearts. Uh, there's going to be some music in the background, uh, but I want you to open up your Bible to Psalm 139 and read through all 24 verses. It's going to take about three minutes or so. As you read Psalm 139, allow God to highlight in your heart certain lines or phrases or words. And then for the remaining time, just pray. And, and I would suggest praying the same thing David does in this passage when he says, search me, know my heart, test me, and know my anxious thoughts.
Thanks for doing that. You know, when someone is new to faith and asks, how do I pray? I usually guide them through the acronym ACTS, A-C-T-S. It stands for Adoration, Confession, Thanksgiving, and Supplication. It might seem, you know, slightly formulaic at first, but I like to think of it as a guide to get out what is in our heart. And so let's start with A, with Adoration. All this means is that we worship God for who he is and what he's done. And so I want to read you a portion of another psalm just to prime the pump of our heart a little bit. David writes a psalm, Psalm 111, and it's a song of adoration. He says this, he says, Praise the Lord. I will thank the Lord with all my heart as I meet with his godly people. How amazing are the deeds of the Lord. All who delight in him should ponder them. Everything he does reveals his glory and majesty. His righteousness never fails. He causes us to remember his wonderful works, how gracious and merciful is our Lord. Now, in your own words, begin to pray and declare how mighty and wonderful God is. And as you do this, it will orient your heart to remember who it is that we pray to. We don't pray to a dead God or some sort of you know, lifeless philosophy. We pray the king of the universe, the one who's over all, the one who speaks and, and life comes forth. And the, the Psalms describe God as a, a star breather. And so that's who we pray to. So take the next minute and pray a prayer of adoration. I love the adoration part of prayer. It always puts me in the right posture before the Lord. Uh, next, we're going to move into a time of confession. And that just means we're going to ask for God's forgiveness for anything that we've done, said, or thought that wasn't right, it wasn't good. You might think, well, I, I don't really want to do that. <laughs> I don't want to bring up things that are going to make me feel guilty. Now, the point of confession isn't to make you feel bad or make you feel guilty, but to move you into freedom. The New Testament book of 1 John um, says this. It says, if we confess our sins... He is faithful and just and forgive us our sins and purify us from all unrighteousness. That's such a legit, wonderful promise. The reality is God, God already knows what's going on. Hiding from him is, is sort of foolish. And besides, you already asked him to search your heart. And so take the next two minutes and come before the Lord and ask for forgiveness for those specific sins in your life and just, just receive his grace. Thank you. 
It really is something else. It's amazing to come before the Lord, you know, asking for his forgiveness and just receiving that, receiving his forgiveness and his mercy because he's just so good. So we spent time in adoration and confession. Let's move into a time of thanksgiving. You know, one of my favorite passages in the New Testament comes from Paul when he writes this in 1 Thessalonians 5.18. He says, Give thanks in all circumstances, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. God's will for your life is to give thanks. We can think of God's will as this hyper-confusing, complicated thing that we need to have like the spiritual superpower to decipher. Uh, scripture tells us plainly, thankfulness is God's will for your life. So open up you know, a note-taking app on your phone or grab that pen and paper that you grabbed earlier and just begin to list out all the things that you're grateful for. And as you write them down, I'd love for you to actually verbally, or you can in your head, but, but thank God for them. I usually like to start with what I'm most thankful for, and then I really enjoy getting into the nitty-gritty. You know, for example, I'm most thankful for Jesus, for his death and resurrection. I'm thankful that God saved me. And then the next obvious thing in my mind is I'm thankful for my wife and my kids and my friends and my church. And then I get really specific about maybe things that God has done in my life. And then I end up getting a little bit silly, but I think it's true. I always end up at some sort of candy, like Skittles or Starburst. I just, I just candy is such a common grace. It'd be offensive not to thank God for candy, but there's just so much to be thankful for. So start with the big things and just really kind of get into the nitty gritty. And I don't want you to rush this either. Take three minutes or so and just explode in thankfulness to God. After we do that, uh, there's going to be a song that plays for you, and I'd love for you to join on in. You may or may not know it. We've heard it at church once or twice, but pay attention to the words and let worship just well up in your heart.
got nothing new How could I express All my gratitude I could sing these songs As I often do But every song must end And you So I throw up my hands and praise you again and again Cause all that I have is a hallelujah, hallelujah And I know it's not much, but I've nothing else fit for a king Except for a heart singing hallelujah
So, so far we spent time in adoration, confession, thankfulness, and last but really not least, we've reached supplication, which is a weird word, I know. Really all it means is to earnestly ask God for something. There are specific things or outcomes that are important to you. Uh, this is a time to lay those out before the Lord and commit them to prayer. A lot of times we start with this, but it really is good to end with this. Jesus told us, Matthew 7, 7, he said, Ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find. Knock and the door will be opened. So making requests to God is something Jesus asks us to do. He invites us to do it. But let's frame this properly because supplication, these prayers aren't the Christian version of a letter to Santa or asking whatever your heart desires. It's not treating God as a genie in a lamp. Um, Supplication prayers come from a place of humility and really desperation. It's an awareness of this deep need that we have. And that could be, you know, this need uh, for healing of a physical or emotional, mental hurt or illness. That could be for someone you love to come to faith in Jesus. That could be for your own loneliness or your own sense of belonging. That could be for your protection, God's wisdom, something financial. That could be your own faith, praying that, um, you know, you want to love the Lord with all your heart and soul and strength and mind more than this year ever before. So whatever that deep need or needs that you have, let's take some time and bring those before the Lord now.
thanks Hope City for engaging with this prayer opportunity. And I, I trust that it's been rewarding just to allow God to move uh, in your life as you prayed. And I want to remind you that tomorrow we're meeting in person for our Engage Prayer and Worship Night at 6 p.m. in our Millwoods campus. And it really will be an amazing way to cap off this week of prayer. If you can't make it, it will stream online as well. But lastly, if this podcast was helpful for you today, you know, share it with somebody who you think might need it. Thanks again, church, and God bless.